This is a Tiba, Empire Eagles, Universal State of Mind, and I'm listening to Too High to Go Hell, the Midnight Podcast. Understanding those of us specifically within the diaspora, but also people, humans of the world who I don't know, man, are just seeking to see a better existence for us as human beings, man. You know, um, I've done 30 years living under a particular system, a particular school of thought, and even though I've only lived 30 years, I can look back on the years um, before me. And look at, you know, the, the, the life surrounding me right now. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like there's a better existence for human beings. I feel like there's a better experience we can have of this year, this here life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I feel like health is, is a big theme of the day. Physical health, eating right, looking right, you know, getting, getting six packs in order. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of things are on the cards. You know, girls getting their glutes. Their calf muscles, you know what I'm saying? You know, strengthening their core. Those are things that's going in right now. Mental health is a big issue. I feel like mental. I think it's mental health week in London or something like that. Um, you know, and so mental health has become a huge theme in schools and um, institutions of work. You know, people are becoming more considerate of their staff, their schemes in place to help with mental health and. Um, staff orientation in the workplace and stuff like that and that's some of the stuff I do um, as a service but one of the things that I really want to talk about and I've been inspired to talk about this year is this thing called spiritual health man it's something that I've been thinking about it's not something that I see out there there's no curriculum for it and the reason why there's no curriculum for spiritual health is because we live in a westernized world and western culture has no real substantial understanding of spirituality does that make sense they more look at it as a novel thing you know and so i want to spearhead the conversation of spiritual health to this generation and to the generations that come and so this podcast is really somewhat of a time capsule if you will 
to help people um, have this conversation at later dates in regards to spiritual health. Now when I'm talking about spiritual health, what am I really talking about? I'm not talking about your religion. I'm not talking about, you know, your faith base, you know. I'm, when I'm talking about spiritual health, the conversation I'm having really is about your energy operation. If you look at spirituality, at basic on basic terms, it is your use, right, or abuse of energy, yes, and your understanding of your relationship with energy from a physical body, from an astral body, and several other bodies. It's your senses. When you're talking about your five senses, and there are nine, yeah? When you're talking about your senses, right, whether it be um, telepathy, right, or you're talking about your smell, your sight, your hearing, you know, your touch, right? Or whether you're talking about teleportation. These are all different uses, right, and relationships of energy. So when I'm talking about spiritual health, I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your ability to um, use and um, intentionally use all of those things in your favor and in favor of your truest and greatest self. Does that make sense? To, for you to reach your highest potential by understanding your input and your intake of the energy that surrounds your life. Y'all following me? So that's what I mean by spiritual health conversations. And so because of that, because it's so vast, because it's like a, a like a, it's an abundant conversation, there's so much to it. It means that we can go in any direction. We can talk about in relation, in relation to relationships, in relation to career, in relation to physical activity, in relation to um, spiritual practices, in relation to you know raising children, food you eat, music you listen to, things you wear, things you read, because it's all energy, everything, you know. And so that's why I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, this live is led by the mantra heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility and the reason why that uh, statement that quote is so powerful and it's something that I always put in my life is because that I feel like once you approach things from a place of it, I'm responsible for fixing this or I'm responsible for making things manifest in the way that I want then I feel like whatever you go into will reveal itself even a bit more to you. Whatever you start to look at, whatever you start to look into will start to reveal itself even more uh, in different ways. When you, when, when, when you look, like, is it, what's that quote where it says, um, change the way you look at things and the things, that you, things you look at will change. Does that make sense? So it all starts from here. And so me saying heaven is my right, heaven is my responsibility, is me acknowledging that whatever world I wish to create and live in is my duty to, to uh, inculcate that within myself first, yeah? So yeah, man, that's, what's, that's what this is about. So every day, I'm just monitoring myself, my life, um, the challenges that are presented to me um, in, in all facets of life, you know, um, anything that you go through, I'm probably going through as well, and that's what a lot of us seem to miss out, it's like, we always think it's us alone that's taking on these challenges, just because someone knows how to smile better through their challenges, doesn't mean their challenges is easier than yours, does that make sense? So, you know, just because, you know, everyone's, everyone's different, everyone deals with things differently, man, and so, more and more, I want to open up the conversation for real, for real communication, for real uh, in-depth intimacy through conversation. And I, I do that by just being vulnerable and being real with you guys so that you can see that's okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm a strong person. I know I'm a strong person, but it doesn't mean that I, I overlook uh, where I am weak or overlook um, things that I need to work on or things that I need help with even, you know? Being strong isn't about not needing anybody and that's another, I feel like that's another Western 
uh, way of looking at life that really makes us, really, really messes a lot of us up. Being strong does not mean not needing anybody. Being strong does not mean you always have the answer. Being strong does not mean, uh, you know, without assistance, without the need for improvement. It doesn't mean any of that. Being strong is someone who's... It's Being strong is being able to be true. Being true to your strengths, meaning what you're, what you're good at, what, what um, comes natural to you, what, your, what skills you have acquired, and also being true to your weaknesses. Where, like, for example, being strong as an as an as an alcoholic is not sitting around other alcoholics trying to fight drinking. Being strong is staying your ass at home because you know if you go out, you'll be pissed. Does that make sense? That's what being strong is. So, like, we have to, you know, often it's like being able to withstand resistance. Sometimes being strong is the avoidance of resistance Where you can Sometimes being strong is that Just like they say, you know um, You run away, you live to fight another day Sometimes being strong is knowing when to retreat Knowing that you do not, that you not possess the faculties Of taking on this thing that is Your absolute weakness. What is that? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Sometimes being <laughs> sometimes being strong is just that, you know. And so, um, I always I always acknowledge. Hey, big up, big up, Danny MC. Right now, there's always someone in a bigger struggle than you are. Facts, man. And it's not even about that. Is like I feel like it's everyone's portion, you know. Everyone everyone gets what. They need to get like just because something might seem uh, menial to you, or just because some something might seem easy for you, it might be a huge mountain for someone else. Does that make sense? Like think about the weight that a child can lift. Just because you can lift a bit more weight than a child does not mean that the weight is somehow insignificant to the child. It's a huge thing for the child, and you gotta remember that as long as you're alive, there will always be a weight. That is harder for you to carry than someone else. There'll always be a burden that's a bit more heavier on you than it is on someone else. And that's always gonna be the truth of life. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the point of life. To humble us to the fact that we are imperfect without each other. That there's always a hand that can help you. There's always a mind. There's always a a person, a people. Yes, that can add value to you. That is a constant reminder. So everyone trying to everyone trying to win on their own terms or look, I'm, I, I did this, I'm self-made, no one did help me, blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like that's a lot of our attitudes and sometimes even myself and to my own detriment, it's like, yeah, um, I did this on my own. Yeah, no one, no one came for me. So you can stand there like you're, like you're some super island uh, that, that, that doesn't need some sort of assistance Do you get what I'm trying to say? Even Batman had Alfred Do you get what I'm trying to say? Superman had Lois Lane You know And his family from Krypton When he was really messing up You know what I'm saying? You know And so what I'm saying is Everybody um, Is in need And once we can appreciate that fact Everyone is always in need Everyone is always in need of uh, of, a, of, a, of a clean heart A good heart Assistance or whatever Then I feel like it will help us Become more true With what we need help with With where we are vulnerable With where we can use Some wisdom Where we can use some clarity Or a friend An ear You know A mouth A body You know A hand You know A mindset You know And that's for me Two of the reasons why I do this is so I can be that voice for people who need it and also that I can share my own vulnerabilities and weaknesses in a way that will inspire others in their own life to do the same. You know what I'm saying? I don't always come on here like I know everything. I know it can sound like I do sometimes, but it's really about me just, one, expressing being a channel 
for for truth and also um, within that truth is both sides of the truth does that make sense so you know if someone says yeah I'm here for truth but they're only talking about you know the the light of their truth well there's darkness to truth as well do you get what I'm trying to say you know there's darkness to truth as well you know so for example I could come on here and saying yeah for 10 years I eat ital you know and you know I'm clean and you know I live in Africa and I'm, and I'm, and I'm helping people through my words and you know I'm inspiring um, kids, I've taken clients and people have changed their life because of my words but then on the other side I can say yo, um, I was battling a porn addiction for years how about that? do you get what I'm trying to say? how about that? on the other side I can say sometimes I can be insensitive because I'm so focused on a huge goal that I miss out on the little things in life and sometimes I can rub people up the wrong way because I'm not seeing the... Does that make sense? Seeing the day-to-day things that are necessary for heart-to-heart human interaction. Sometimes I can be so focused on my goals that I miss out on those things. Does that make sense? You know? And so it's very important Especially for me, because a lot of people on social media, you know, who present themselves similarly to how I do, you know, and even myself at some point, I was like um, trying to present a particular version of myself that would mean that I'm this inspiring guy who's always up and, yeah, guys, today you're gonna, and to be honest, I am like that. I pretty much am like that. But, you know, there's some days like it's real, you just wanna say, on this shit, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, the day I got arrested, I knew I had to do a live. I was like, yo, I'm vexed. And this is why I'm vexed. And actually, doing the live helped me come to terms with the reality of what happened. Does that make sense? So, truth is truth, you know, on both sides. It's like the ugly side, the dark side, the painful side, the challenging side. And then there's the, the light side, the, 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 the positive, the one that's benevolent, the one that's, you know, inspiring, the one that's, uh, you know, enriching. Truth is truth, and that's what I'm here for. All of it, all of it. You get what I'm saying? So, what are we saying? Even in business, you need to network with others. Absolutely, not alcohol, but a domestic ex relationship. Not easy to walk away when he drags you back in the situation by using the people you love the most and want to protect. Yo, life is hard. Yo, it's real, man. And you know what? Like, I start to look at situations that I go through is like challenges, important challenges that uh, instead of running away from you just sit there looking at it like an equation that you have to figure out almost like something that you have to just understanding your desired result so looking at a sum of numbers and you know that it equals one be like how do we get all of these configurations to one you know, and that's how challenges are sometimes, man. It's, it's what you like. One day you're gonna look back and be like, "Wow, I came through that, and I'm stronger, I'm wiser, and I'm, ri- I'm, I'm richer because of it." You get what I'm saying? Those hard situations are there for a reason. It's to test you to see how you will handle it. Absolutely, and also you can be, you can be, uh, have you can find peace in the fact that there is no life without challenges. And I, I, I know people from all walks of life and because of how intimate I get with these people, they share so much with, with me, you know, and other people would not know the, to the degree of hardships that they go through because maybe they have money or maybe they always look like they're, you know, on top of the world or maybe, you know, people go through some shit, man. And so I've come to understand you know, even the people we think got it all together, you know, even if it like, I, I get to speak to all walks of life, I'm talking like old age white people in middle England, I'm talking about, you know, you know, Africans who are in parliament in Africa, do you get what I'm trying to say, in political people, I'm talking about artists in Hollywood, actors in Hollywood. I'm talking about 
you know, guys on the streets who, who sell drugs. I'm talking about men with family and children, you know, who work, you know, hard nine to fives and stuff. I'm talking about women who are on their third child and they're still under 30. I'm talking about, you know, mothers who have gone through, you know, being single their whole, being single mothers and raising adult boys. Like I speak to every single person and, I'm, and I, I get to hear, man, challenges is a life thing. There's no life without challenges. So be find peace in the fact that whatever you're going through right now is your challenge. Yes? It's your challenge and it's something that's presented itself to you for a reason. And it's going to be the one faculty that's going to help you help someone else who's going through it. It's going to be the one thing that provides you with wisdom. Like if you're not going through any challenges right now, you should probably look for some. You know? In fact, that's the best life. The best life is creating your own challenges. Like, creating your own cha- like knowing that there is like as i used to i used to be one of those people that thought there is a life without challenges so constantly i'd always look for the easy route out of my challenge or easy route out of despair like i was one of those people that thought challenges means responsibility and responsibility means imprisonment it's actually the opposite challenges does mean responsibility but responsibility equals freedom because the more things you take responsibility for is the more you're going to exercise power and influence over that thing that you have taken responsibility for does that make sense for example you may walk into a bar every friday night right and this bar might be if you live in england this bar this bar might be in in an area that's particularly that might be uh, you know known for racists you know in that bar but you like the bar you want to go out with your friends you want to drink but in that bar you know there's something in it the toilets are shit uh it's always you know they're raising prices and then there's these guys that come in that cause trouble all the time now if you are someone who just is a patron of the bar the only freedom you have is to go in or to go out that's it but if you are someone who took responsibility of owning your own bar then you can say who comes in what the toilet smells like what the bar policy is does that make sense yes what the bar policy is what you know you know what the uh, customer way is does that make sense you get to set the tone of that which you have created so that is an example of how responsibility equals freedom because when you become responsible for something you begin to be able to exercise more power and influence over that thing uh, as opposed to you not taking any responsibility at all good morning from Ibiza yo all the way from Ibiza yeah Mashups are definitely <laughs> that's hilarious. When I tell people about my life, it sounds messy. Growing up without my real father, raised by my stepfather, had my first child at 18, been met by my partner, and had two children. But I'm thankful for it all. I was blessed to have a mother who raised me well, so I'm thankful it all made me what I am today. Absolutely, absolutely, sis. And guess what? what you know what I say to someone like I know a few women personally who had children who are single mothers and a lot of them have sons interestingly interestingly enough a lot of single mothers have sons interestingly enough and you know instead of what some women do is put all of their hurt and pain into the son for the man that has left them but what other women do and what I always encourage women to do is to create the man that you needed is to seek to create the man in the son that you are raising create the man that you needed a lot of us and this is what I'm learning more and more about a lot of us think so solo so individualistic and so selfishly absolutely me included with the way we live our life and the way we uh, institute things in our life that we don't think about how how that's going to come back to haunt us in our children 
and in our in our children's culturing of their children when they end up having children, you know. So you realize that a lot of single mothers, a lot of single mothers and fathers. This is not to excuse the fathers, but this is I'm talking to a single mother at the moment. Like you have the opportunity in creating in your son the sensitivities that a man should have when it comes to relating to a woman you have the opportunity to creating in your son the the institution of the his role as a man right and the the importance of being a man in a woman's life and in a child's life does that make sense you know and cuz you know your child will not be 10 forever 12 forever and 15 19 they will god willing reach 30 and they will go and seek a woman yes if there's if he's a if he's a natural man child he will go and seek a woman and therefore that is when you get to see what you have cultured him into when when he goes on to relate with a woman you know that's why community is so important because you know mothers are not supposed to do these things on their own the community a lot what happens is and i can speak from my own experience is the fact that when i was young there was a moment when i reached my teenage years that the outside had more of an influence than my home did when my parents split up the outside had a more of an influence, like the roads, the streets, the school, had more of an influence than my home did. Luckily for me, from age zero to age 12, my dad was solid in my life. So by the time the streets could influence me, I had had the culturing, the rearing of both my mother, my father, and the men and women in the community that surrounded us so that the streets could not pull me. So yes, I pierced my ears because of hip hop. Yes, I sagged my trousers because of being on the streets. Yes, I wanted to sell drugs. I never did. I was interested in selling drugs because of my the street environment. Yes, at one point I carried a knife because I felt real threats to my life at one point. Yes, um, I tried to participate in the abuse of women. Yes, meaning only using them for sexual gratification without taking responsibility. All of these things are things that I um, participated in as a teenager, right? But my culturing, my rearing, only from early, from age 0 to 12, before my uh, step, before me stepping into manhood, was so was so strong that I only flirted with those things. Does that make sense? You know, I flirted with those things, so I didn't really sleep around like that. You know, I didn't really, uh, I never sold drugs. Does that make sense? Whereas I was around every single friend of mine. Um, from the age of 15 to 18 was selling drugs or doing fraud. Did that make sense? And I managed to sit in those environments. I managed to still be in those environments where, we, where we'd carry guns, knives, drugs. I managed to be amongst those environments but still keep my own integrity based on what I was rooted in. Does that make sense? And it's, it's, it is down to my mother and father, but it's down to the community that they allowed to surround me. So the influence was so much when I was young, right? The influence was so heavy when I was young. And this is the responsibility I feel like parents need to, to always take, yes? Whether you're African or not, the African approach to raising children, which is a community, which is carefully selecting if you don't have the community around you carefully selecting the people who you want to impact on your child so when your child sees the when your child sees the all of you and like mm, they can look to uncle and uncle's still a great man they can look to god daddy still a great man they can look to auntie and auntie's a powerful woman they can look to grandma and grandma's just killing it they can look to your best friend and your best friend ain't trying to lead them astray do you get what I'm trying to say? They can look at all different parts of your life, um, from where you go spiritually, from where you, from how you listen to music. A lot of 
communities, a lot of us black people out of fear, we have we have we have given our child only one community to relate with and it has end up spoiling the child, meaning church can be a powerful and influential community, right? But where church ruins children as opposed to improves them is when church is the only uh, environment you give your child to relate with life. They must be able to see and observe righteousness outside of the church. They must be able to see and observe community, love, sharing, family, giving, right? In all compartments of their life, in education, in leisure, in spiritual understanding, in um, all forms of uh, orientation of ch- from childhood to adulthood. Does that make sense? If if all you, if for example, if and this is one of the biggest things, sex is one of the the hugest uh, issues within our community. Yes, if all you can see and observe about sex is that it should only be done in marriage. Yes, play the children's up studio one. You know that. If all you can observe about sex is that it should only be done in marriage and anything outside of that is now sinful, if that's your only relationship with understanding your anatomy, then you are setting your child up for huge, huge problems that you do not need. Does that make sense? This You are setting your child up for huge... If you cannot sit with your daughter or your son as a man or your daughter as a woman, right, and explain to her um, her sexual nature, explain to him his sexual nature, explain to them that what they have um, in as a reproductive organ is not a vessel for sin and degradation. It's a tool for absolute empowerment, yes? And so it should be seen that way. And not just through words, but through environment for giving them context for giving them context of understanding right what they actually have does that make sense even if it's not so direct for example allowing children to dance allowing children to play yes and to 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 you like if you see children dance very sensually and what sick adults do is pervert the natural ways of their child children are very sensual yes they touch their bodies and when they dance to some good music that's what they that's that's what they do and when you have perverted them into believing that the touching and the expression of their body is something of sin and degradation and of the devil and if you've already inculcated their mind to see the devil as the epitome of what you shouldn't be the moment you synonymize sexuality with devilishment you have killed your child and you are setting them up for a, a a procession of fuckery i don't have any other words sorry my lexicon is failing me today Yes, but you set them up for a procession of of damn it. Do you know what I'm saying? This is one thing that, and so it's more than having it's more than having the talk. It's about creating a life around them that they can they can sit down and observe themselves and be one with you as they observe their fullness of themselves does that make sense yes so things like the arts because all sexuality is is sexuality and creativity are synonymous yes and creativity and spirituality are synonymous so sex creativity spirituality are all on the same thread just depends on the way you are conversating or wanting to express it but they're all on the same thread right and so the moment you allow your child to encourage expression even like encourage expression in your child in your youth and not just through words give them things to do to make them dance to make them sing to make them jump 
use their bodies to make them go into their minds and figure things out do you and do you know that a lot of sexual frustration comes down to the fact that and I want to talk specifically about black children comes down to the fact that from all all you told your child to do from the moment they could use their damn legs is to shut up sit down stop that no 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 then that's what you've given them and maybe they get a weekend or an hour or two hours somewhere to express their creative spiritual sexual capabilities right and then you put them in a school that further strips them of their creativity right their ability to 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 use their creativity to solve problems right and ultimately their sexual nature yes you from the moment they could speak and walk you condemn all of that part of them and strip them of it when they come home it's shut up time and in school it's shut up time yes and then you wonder why these kids as soon as they hit secondary school it's all about alcohol it's all about drugs it's all about sex it's all about um anti social behavior when really it's a cry for expression it's a cry for an outlet of expression one of the, another reason why some of the things that my that my my friends were getting into in our teenage age did not pull me is because one of the things that i was not deprived of growing up is expression in my house we could scream and shout in my house we could jump on furniture in my house we could paint we could sing we could dance Yes, and my parents used to run competitions. My cousins would be invited to the house and all the parents would be invited and they'd be like, "Okay, we got 5 pounds." <laughs> hey, 5 pounds a big big piece of money. We got 5 pounds to the best dance choreography. Go, come back in an hour. And they put us into teams. Yes, my dad gave us a VCR and said, "Go and make music videos." Does that make sense? My mother would allow us to shout and express. Don't get me wrong, there was discipline involved, but it wasn't discipline that was without expression. It was discipline that encouraged um the express the creative expressions. And I'm saying that to say that these are the ways as a community we can allow our children to get in touch very early. without even the conversation with their sexual nature which is their creative nature which is their ability to be spiritual the arts drama acting like you got to think about it if you can go into your mind if you said okay guys i want you to act like you're michael jackson do you understand that's an entirely spiritual thing do you like i need us to understand how important the arts is when it comes to spiritual expression yeah i read in this i was reading this i'm reading this book those of you know it i'm reading this book called an afrocentric guide to a spiritual union um i stole it from my mum hi mum i know you're watching um you know it says one of the things it says we must learn to understand the function of art in this process yes in terms of reinforcing and changing behaviors songs drama pictures are potent means of inducing a state of trance to facilitate the inculcation of a message yes this is how art has become confused with culture yes it is the chief tool for the acculturation meaning the inculcation of behavior process right so you got to understand that to in order to when you have someone who says okay now I want you to act like you're Michael Jackson right what you got to understand what they're doing there is an, is a deeply spiritual thing yeah to say I want act like you're Michael Jackson you see them fix up their face they get all mean with it they start clicking their hands they're doing the neck 
they're, they're biting their lip, they're holding their crutch, they're doing the moonwalk. They are now, they are literally tapping into an energy, right? And putting themselves, their entire being in that energy. That's a very powerful and deeply spiritual thing to do. To know how to call energy to you. To know how to process energy like a picture and then reflect it. That's deeply spiritual and highly creative. Do you know what's even more powerful? Is to write something that doesn't even have a uh, personification yet and say, show me how you uh, express love. Show me, um, act like uh, the king of the world. Does that make sense? For a child to go act like the king of the world and to see what a child brings forth when you give them a little note like that where there's no concept around it is a deeply spiritual thing and you are allowing them to strengthen and exercise their spiritual right capabilities. Yes? Because that what acting, drama, allows you to constantly self-reflect. Because when you're an actor and you have to take on someone else's character, it means that you have to shift from your own to another. That is going to help you realize, by way of comparison, what you are and what you are not. Many times, my brother is a big actor and he's been acting since the age of six. He's a very, very good actor. And many times he often states that he is able to see himself. Once he takes on a character, he realizes, wow, this person has a strength that I did not have. And now because I'm able to... He always says that every single character he plays stays with him. That's why he's very intentional about the characters that he plays. Because every single one of those characters, um, by way of almost sacrificing his own personality to... To, to bring about this character He now embodies that character So even after the role The, the remnants of that character Or spirit Because that's what it is That's what you're doing If you're an actor You are really calling spirits into your body That's what an actor does Yeah, when someone like the Godfather Hey, you come to me hey. This is why hip-hop has been so powerful Music videos have been so powerful. Yes, because now we can act like Tupac. We can act like Kanye West. We can act like Steve Jobs. We can act like these people. And you even become an asshole or giving or whatever, whatever, whatever. When you now start to act like these people. Does that make sense? So we should never disregard the arts. Never disregard the arts in relation to spiritual expression, in relation to understanding yourself as an energy, energetic being. Dance, yes? I put up a post on the Village Link Up page. Those of you who don't follow the Village Link Up, please go and follow my page, the Village Link Up. It is a, a page about reconnecting the African diaspora to Africa, right? And for those of you who know, I run a trip every December to Kenya for seven days. And you can be involved in that trip if you want. So I posted something on the Village Link Up um, about... Damn, I even forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> about... Damn, what did I post? <laughs> I went off in a damn tangent. Um, but what I was talking about is the understanding of your... Yes, that's it. I said, what is the what is the thread? Even though Africa is made up of many different cultures, tribes, traditions, and outlooks, there are things that are unanimous, unanimously African. And one of them, like Liv Soldier said, one of the things that are unanimously African is dance as a way of connecting to the divine. Tell me I'm wrong. I challenge any of you. To find a culture in Africa that doesn't do that An original culture right? Dance as a way Of connecting to the divine Now I've personally looked at that And experienced that Before I even saw that as something that connected Africa Right And 
when I when you dance, it allows you to become. Dance is like the perfect way to have a solo sexual experience, right? To be not only in tune with your physical body. That's why I love Michael Jackson, man, and that's why I don't have any facts for this. But I believe that Michael Jackson probably didn't have sex. Because of, that's how in tune he was with his own artistic expression. That was his sexual experience, and even from the way he explained what happens to him when he dances, that he doesn't be, he doesn't feel like an individual anymore. He becomes one with with the cosmology around him. Yes, dance is an actual sexual experience, a solo sexual experience, and when you can get lost in dance, you become one. With all of your body, with all of your being, yes, all of your being. Nothing about you is condemned when you dance. So, for those of you who still look at the way Caribbeans dance, or the way Africans dance, or the way people in soca dance, and you look at it through the the gaze of white men, and you have perverted it to some sort of low, degrading, sexually perverse expression you are missing the value of such things you are missing and i will challenge any of you to change your perception from gazing at your brothers and sisters who dance with the entirety of their body who dance with such sensuality who gyrate their buttocks who move their neck who who emulate animalistic characteristics in order to 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 go deeper into sensual uh, expression i will challenge you to reform the way you look at such things and if you are someone who condemns that in others please check yourself please because there may be value in that for you there may be that I'm not saying that I'm saying there may be some value in that expression that could be needed for your own life. My only prayer, and when I say prayer, my only productive action, my only willful intention, yes, because prayer isn't just about, yeah. My willful intention is that Africans all around the world, diaspora, right, or native home and abroad can start to use dance out not only in the club yes i don't want to be because then you are being you are opening yourself up to be used yes that's the only thing that i see that is a disparity in the way we express ourselves if the only place a woman can can get low gyrate her body and a man can gyrate and move his hips and waistline if the only place you can do that is in a club under the influence right and in an environment which is full of toxic people who are only there to escape from themselves if the only place you can express yourself so deeply and so intimately is in a club then it's it's a, it's a cause for concern right i feel like you know and this is what i'm doing with my event and my dance meditation practice called chesarojo my will is that i can create such environments that do not need to exist in a club but those but those those things can be used now as a way of divinely connecting to the spirit world does that make sense using those dances using those forms of expression going deep within self right and allowing that to exist in spiritual environments does that make sense and it's not even a hard thing to do i observe that in many african cultures i see that you know why should you hide the kids when you're twerking why why must the kids not see that you are creating perverted children when you hide them from your sensual expressions you know i love the fact that you know i could observe um men and women dancing very intimately at family gatherings i i i i i love that because that let me know that that's okay it's not a perverse thing this is how families come together this is how families are made even to get them to the say 
And one day, I'm going to be up on that wall too. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And so for me, I feel like I want to be able to create environments where that becomes not only normal, but it's intentionally used for spiritual elevation, for spiritual connection, for deepening connections with people. Does that make sense? And not just in the club, not just when we're off the whiskey, off the rum, off the champagne, not when, not just when we have the weed, or in many cases with young people, off the molly, off the whatever you lot are taking, the cocaine. Do you get what I'm trying to say? For me, that's what needs to happen. There's nothing wrong with the way we express ourselves as African people. Um, the fact that we keep running to it, the fact that we have been condemned, the fact that it has been perverted, um, is the reason why we run into it in very dark, very secluded, very like, oh, hope no one's watching situations, very under the influence when you're, you know, launched into your animalistic behavior. That's the only time we can express it and be like, fuck it. No, you should be able to leave your house every morning, stand on the grass with your neighbors and wind yourself up and then meditate. You understand? You should be able to do that because there's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely necessary. Absolutely, absolutely necessary. It's a way of relieving stress. It's a way of getting rid of bad energy, blood, sweat and tears on the damn dance floor. That's what we need. That's what we are in need of, fam. Real talk, man. Real talk, man. And so, um, yeah, man. I'm not into the condemning. Yeah, I, I want to be able to use everything that we are naturally for our benefit. Not to abuse it, but to understand it and reclaim it, right? And, and use it now in a way that's going to empower us. Because right now our music is being used against us Because we don't value the fact that our music is absolutely spiritual Right now our dance, our sexuality, our creativity Is being used against us Because we don't value what it is So naturally we run towards these things Because listen, the body and the spirit Will find a way to do what it wants to do And because we keep denying ourselves of using these expressions for our absolute um, elevation, we run to it in degrading situations. We run to it as a way of escapism as opposed to a way of tapping in. Am I, you following me? We need to use these things as a way of tapping in. Because music has always been our way of music, dance, chanting, has always movement has always been our way of renewing energy and bringing about energy that we wish to live in america right now is a product of black people being so suppressed that they had to use music and and art to free themselves and and by you know and for all intents and purposes they are free to a certain degree but they're still being controlled because they do not understand what has taken place grime music that came out of the ghettos of East London is what we use to free ourselves as black men who were constantly, expressively um, repressed. That's what that's what that's what grime is. That's what hip hop is. You know, that's what dance hall is. And now I'm saying we live in a world now that is we don't have to. We have so much knowledge and so much power available to us, we don't have to let these things control us anymore. We can use dance, we can use hip-hop, dancehall, grime for absolute spiritual renewal, for absolute tapping into God. And it doesn't have to flip in. And I'm not saying that every song has to end with Jesus, you are my Lord. That's, that's, that's like surface level spirituality. That's like absolute surface nonsense. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah? Because half the people that sing that shit are doing a madness. With <laughs> and, they, and they lambaste Jesus' name all over their lives as a way of, 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 of removing themselves from responsibility for the nonsense that they are keeping up with. So I'm not talking about that. 
When I say tapping into the divine, I ain't talking about no corny nothing. I'm talking about real expression. I'm talking about freeing yourself on all levels. Tapping into who and what you are completely and allowing no one to control that narrative. No matter how much they want to celebrate you. No matter how much they want to pay you to change and to, and to, 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 to pervert what you know you are. You are standing in such a place where money, you you go beyond money, you go beyond uh, worldly recognition and accolades. But now you understand that the practice of these things are not to be sold. The practice of these things cannot be bought. And me perverting any of these practices is actually cursing any generation that is to follow after me. I'm saying we live in a place nowadays where we can no longer afford to remain ignorant. Why? Because at the click of a thumb, you can understand all there is to know about dance, all there is to know about your spirituality, all there is to know about your melanin, about uh, African spiritual cosmology or systems. You can understand all of that about food, about what's in food, about what the government's doing, about the industry of plastic, about soybeans, about the truth of whatever. You can understand it. So now living in ignorance is absolutely your choice. It's your choice. You can choose to live in ignorance. You can choose. It's your choice. Does that make sense? You can't act like you didn't know. And and it, and I don't know about you, but it's scary to me because, you know, one thing Western society will not tell you is spiritual responsibility. And the reason why Africans... Uh, traditionally are so very spiritual and probably the reason why they cling so hard to religion once they've been uh, taken through that once they've been colonized reason why they cling so hard to, to religion is because Africans know at the core of them regardless of what African you're talking about at the core of them is a spiritual responsibility that is one thing that we cannot remove ourselves from and I feel like low-key I feel like most of us are jealous that white people can do that. Yes, a lot of us are jealous and and in our quest to be like white people, we seek to rid ourselves of spiritual responsibility. But guess what, family? Here's why my statement is very powerful. Heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility. The reason why that statement is very powerful, family, is because... If you understand as, a, as an African descendant, yes, if you understand the fact that you are the people who were the ones who made this earth what it is, yes, you are the or- originators of this earth. When you understand that, then you must accept that there is a deep, unrevocable irrevocable spiritual responsibility that you have you have a a huge spiritual responsibility and we can no longer act like we're individuals anymore because that's where we suffer we suffer because we want to live as individuals we want to live as self-made duty on my own people but suffer because we have huge spiritual responsibility that we cannot we absolutely cannot live up to on our own. This is why throughout Africa, community, right? Physical and spiritual community is very important. And rites of passage and ritual are what inculcate you into understanding the communal and spiritual response abilities. Are you not following me? So... If you love yourself as an African person, then you will stop trying to rid yourself of those spiritual responsibilities and trying to be like white people who have none. You are here to teach the world. So teach. I'm being given the 40 second countdown. Uh, I'm not going to come back on. Get this book, Africa, uh, Afrocentric Guide to Spiritual Union. Um, actually, I might come back on. Wagwan family, thank you for tuning in and staying locked to the Midnight Podcast. 
Too Had To Go Hell is a year-long creative expression in the form of audio podcasts, music, albums, literature, poetry, visuals, all talking on the subject of spiritual health. I believe that spiritual health is one of the most important conversations that we need to have as a generation moving into a new decade. And so I've dedicated all my creative outlets to this conversation. Please, guys, if you'd love to support um, the work that I'm doing and to support me in continuing this conversation, please visit worldchangerlife.com and support me on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, buy the clothing, man, donate money, and just share what you feel that you like, man. This is all about sharing energy, man. Either way, man, thank you for tuning in, man. I really appreciate your ears, man.